Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Recently, I was feeling overwhelmed with all of the responsibilities I was juggling in my work and personal life. I signed up for BetterHelp and scheduled my first online therapy session. To be honest, I was a little nervous about meeting with a therapist online, but I was matched with a great therapist who offered me a fantastic experience. She helped me tremendously in our first session, and I noticed an instant difference in my mental health. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can also message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions whenever it's convenient for you. If you're matched with a therapist who isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, you also get more scheduling flexibility and a more affordable price, especially when you get 10% off your first month by signing up at betterhelp.com MFRP. That's betterhelp.com MFRP. Check it out and sign up today. Hello and welcome to the Motivation for Regular People podcast, where you'll find all the inspiration you need to start, continue, and finish the goals that matter most to you. So excited that you've chosen to join us today. Remember to subscribe to the show if you haven't already done so. We release a new episode each Thursday. We've got a few bonus episodes also mixed in each month, and if you subscribe, you'll always have easy access to our new episodes when they come out. Today, I'm going to be talking with Emily Sander. Emily and I spoke on her podcast a few months back, and I'll make sure to link that show in the show notes, not only so you can hear our previous conversation, but also so you can follow along with her podcast and listen in on all the amazing conversations that she's having. Emily is the founder of Next Level Coaching. Like me, she's an ICF certified coach. She's passionate about helping business professionals step into effective leadership. She's also written two books. The first was called Hacking Executive Leadership. And the more recent book, which we'll talk about a little bit in our conversation, is called An Insider's Perspective on the Chief of Staff. I so enjoyed having Emily on the show and continuing the conversation that we started earlier. I know you're going to find a lot of value in what Emily has to share as well. So let's dive into the conversation. Here's Emily Sander. Emily, thanks for coming on the show. I'm looking forward to talking with you a little more. Brady, it's so good to see you. We did the pod swap. So I remember having you as a fantastic guest and I'm I'm really happy to, to be on your show. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to plug that as well. And I'll try to remember to put that in the show links as well. So people can not only listen to that episode, but see all the other great content that you're putting out. So Emily, I want to talk about your coaching company. So we're both coaches. We both have the same credential through the International Coaching Federation. And you named your coaching business Next Level Coaching. So tell me a little more about what led you to that choice and what's important to you about taking things to the next level. Ooh, um, let's see here. I got into coaching because I was in the corporate world for 15 plus years and I did like big companies like Microsoft and Amazon. I did startups, then small to medium ones. And 
several years ago, I was thinking about what is my favorite part of each of these roles and at any company I've been at, like what's, what's, you know, wakes me up and gets me excited for the day. And it was basically the coaching aspects of, of the role. So like the one-on-ones I would have with my team or the conversations I would have with peers or colleagues or even my boss um, to help them kind of work through something. So once I, once I connected that dot and I was like, okay, life is short. How do I, how do I wake up and do only coaching? Because if I could do that, I would feel like I was, you know, making a difference and serving people and and um, having fun and working in my in my element. So that's when I decided to become a coach, um, as you know, because we talked about last time. But I did uh, the corporate job and the coaching at the same time for a while, and then I've just moved to um, full time coaching about a year ago. And so that's really really my passion, and I'm super excited that I get to to do it day in and day out. I love that. That's awesome. And the audience of my show has heard me talk about coaching before, so they're familiar with my perspective on it. But tell us in a few words how you approach coaching. And maybe if you're talking with a new client or if you have someone come to you that doesn't have a prior understanding of the kind of coaching that we do, how do you describe that process to them? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's a blend of, you know, hey, I've I've been in business, so I get business, um, been there, done that. And so I'll see options or opportunities that they they don't see. So a lot of people get benefit benefits from that. But as you know, as especially as an ICF coach, we feel like our clients have the answers within them. And it sometimes it's just about unlocking something or unblocking something or um, you know twisting the kaleidoscope so things are just seen in a different way. And so I often you know say it's it's um, I'm a catalyst for mm-hmm. for people um and so things i don't i don't i'm not some magic have all the answers person but i can i can be a catalyst for getting you to where you need to be mm-hmm. yeah i love that metaphor of the kaleidoscope as well because when i think about turning that kaleidoscope you're not changing what's there you're just changing your perspective on what's there and right. i think that's what happens through coaching you're not changing your situation so much as you are looking at it differently. And then that new knowledge or that awareness empowers you to make changes that put you on a different path or take you somewhere different. So that's so cool. I'm still curious about this branding for your coaching practice. So you named your firm Next Level Coaching. Tell me a little more about what went into that decision. Yes. So um, number one, the domain name was available. <laughs> that that makes a <laughs> so, difference for so sure. That was like a practical piece, but I liked, I love the the concept of next level because since I was knee high to a bullfrog, I was taught you always learn, like you always try to get better and you always try to um, take yourself to the next level in whatever you're doing. So that could be like in a career, in your family, um, as a person, personal growth, things like this. Um, and it's just, it's just embedded in me. And I've tried to, um, you know, get my clients to their next level and whatever that is for them, whatever success looks like, whatever the next baby step is for them. I I try to help them with that. And it's just, just a, a mentality and approach I have, um, to life. And it certainly describes what I do for people as well. So it, it works on, on all fronts. Yeah, that's fantastic. A couple of thoughts based on what I'm hearing. So as I hear you talking about going to the next level while also recognizing that we're always learning, always growing, what that makes me think is there's never a final level. We've never done all of the growing or the leveling up that we can do. There's always somewhere further that we can go. 
And I would, I would say that's encouraging, like, let that be encouraging to you. If you're hearing that it's not, it's not like, oh, it's always, you know, I'm always chasing, I'm never achieving. I think as leaders, um, and just as people, there's always that balance between um, being proud of what you've accomplished. So pride, and also being humble. And I think that's mm -hmm. a really big aspect of leadership too. Um, to me, um, being humble, a lot of people take that as weakness, like, oh, I'm gonna be like soft and quiet and just kind of let people walk all over me. And to me, that's the opposite. It's it's being able to say, um, I, I have achieved this through the help of others. Um, and I'm proud of what that did for people. And I also know that I have more to learn and whoever I'm talking to, I can always learn something from that person, whether it's, you know, uh, the CEO of a company or, um, you know, my mailman or someone I see at uh, at the restaurant, like anyone I meet, I'm going to have a have a humble approach. So I, I know who I am, but I'm also going to have a humble approach, which is which is a, a teachable spirit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that makes you more approachable as a leader, too, because the people who we lead or the people who we're on teams with they see our flaws. They know that we're not perfect. And so when we are willing to acknowledge those as well, and I don't think that vulnerability is necessarily like taking all of your baggage and unloading it on the table and sharing every oh, yeah. <laughs> thing from your past necessarily. But I think there's power in saying, I am not a finished product yet. I got to where I am for a reason and I'm confident in myself without being overconfident. I also recognize that I still have a long way to go. So I think that's fantastic. I love what you said, because if you think about the opposite, a leader who doesn't show any flaws and who projects themselves as perfect and all knowing, that's dangerous. That can get mm -hmm. real, real slippery slope there. Right. So that can be that can be dangerous. And I think, um, you know, people really are drawn to like, oh, you know, if Brady is like talking about how he made this mistake and how he's, you know, working on it, that just like makes me lean in and want to and want to follow you. So mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So as you practice next level coaching, and as you help clients try to level up in their own life and leadership, how does that change your perspective on your own personal growth and development? Well, I mean, I, I will tell you, I learn from all of my clients. So you know, when people say, Oh, Emily, I get so much from your coaching, and I've really benefited. That's that's all great. And I really appreciate that. But I also get so much out of the coaching sessions on my end because i'm like oh like i didn't think about it that way or they they say something in a in a different way or maybe um you know what they're concerned about or focused on in an issue is just it's not good or bad or, or right or wrong it's just so different from how i would be looking at something i learn oh that's a new perspective that's a new lens or a new kaleidoscope twist that i can i can be aware of so um, i love that aspect i love learning about people's stories and and where I meet them in their career like that's just fascinating to me like oh I get to be part of their story and I get to be kind of collide with them in this way and then we go on our separate ways but we got to kind of meet in the middle mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome I know that you're limited in what you can share because of confidentiality which is obviously an important value that we have as coaches with the ICF but can you tell us any success stories or any big wins that your clients have had in the past that you've gotten to be a part of? Yes. Yeah, so there's kind of the tangible ones where 
I work with this uh, this client at a one of the big four consulting firms, and she had interviewed for partner and had not gotten it, and so she was going to be up for it in another year. And so she and I worked together for nine months on prepping her business case and and making the connections she needed and being able to present an interview in the way she wanted. And um, a year later, she interviewed for it and she made partner. So that was wow. Fantastic. And then another one um, is is more kind of intangible. So like the, the X factor stuff where I had someone who was at a director level or excuse me, was at a senior manager level. Um, so she was in management, but she wanted to be she wanted to go from a like tactical doer or a production um, employee to a strategic thinker. And so we've actually been working together for um, three and a half years and just little things that come up like a, a meeting she has a mindset she wants to work on a conversation she has coming up and she has actually she's now um a vp and she is doing much more strategic decision making in her firm and she's leading as more of a strategic leader and you know she she mentioned last week that you know emily i look back at some of the stuff that i was doing as an operational doer and stuff that i worried about and it's it's just funny to look back on that now mm. That's awesome. And I want to highlight one thing about coaching that I think you and I have talked about this concept before, but it's important to us because of the type of coaching that we do. Have we talked about the language of coaching the person and not the problem? Yes, I think we mentioned that. Yeah. So for the listeners, the idea of coaching the person and not the problem is based on the belief that, again, as coaches, we are not solving problems. We're not telling you what to do, but we're leading you on this process that is very explorative it's very action oriented but at the same time it's more focused on your internal growth and development maybe than even the problems that you're facing or the opportunities that you're coming across and so i find that one of my favorite questions to ask in coaching sessions is how do you want to grow and develop as you face this issue or as you move forward in this area and it's so cool because i don't think people normally think in that way we're just so oriented around solving problems and tackling issues that it can be very easy to just get distracted by what is urgent or what is pressing. But then when you ask that question, regardless of how things work out in the end, you're thinking about something much more internal that's harder to conceptualize, but I think so much more important because if you can really hone in on what you want to address there, how you want to grow, that's something that can have a compounding effect really in all the areas of your life. I love that question. And I love, you know, you know, what, what um, will help you learn and grow? You know, that's this, it, it kind of turns the lens back on them and it makes them think, oh, like, okay, like, how do I solve my own problem here? Or what, what traits or qualities would be necessary to successfully navigate what I'm, what I'm going through. So mm -hmm. I love that. And I a hundred percent agree that giving, giving someone not not fortitude that's the wrong word but something intrinsic where they have that that uh change in themselves and they improve themselves and grow themselves a little bit that only carries forward and like you said compounds and compounds because if you think about it if you do that over and over and over again in your career in your life you will continue to grow and you'll just become successful and pretty elite at whatever you're doing because you're mm -hmm. willing to to put yourself out there and you're willing to do the work.
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another perspective that I love. It's not so much how do you solve the problem, but it's more what traits, what skills do you need to develop in order to be the kind of person that could solve this problem or the kind of person that could fill this role and fill it well. That's so powerful. Hey, if we could, let's shift gears for the last couple of minutes here. And I want to hear a little more about the book that you've been working on. So an insider's perspective on the chief of staff. Tell us a little more about that. Yes, so I served as chief of staff, and that's the right-hand partner to the CEO. Um, I also worked very closely with the executive leadership team. So that book is all about what that role is, what it what it does in business, and how you can be a more effective chief of staff if you're a CEO, if you're considering a chief of staff, um, or if you're just curious, you kind of heard that word maybe in politics or in the military or maybe in business, but want to learn more about it. That that's what that book is is all about. Wow, that's awesome. How long did that take you to write? So I did like a crash course. I um, I had the idea in December of last year because I was speaking to family about the, the upcoming year and they, they kind of mentioned what I was up to. And mm-hmm. I did the first outline on my flight back um, from, from being home for Christmas. And then it went live, um, let me get this right, May, I want to say. So from so pretty quick from, four or five months yeah. and that was like with the cover art and with the formatting and with the loading it up into amazon and all that stuff so um it was pretty quick yeah sounds like it what was the hardest part of that process <sighs> getting all of the information out of my head <laughs> <laughs> onto a paper onto a screen um and then putting it in some coherent logical order so it's kind of like a like a data dump and then I was like what is what is all this how do I organize it into something someone else would understand Mm -hmm. yeah that's it's definitely a process but it's one that I find very rewarding we talked about my first book when I came on your podcast and I'm working on pushing the second across the finish line right now which is very exciting and also a lot of work but there's something so cool about seeing that come to fruition and being able to not only see the effect of your work, but also see the way that it's able to help other people as well. Absolutely. Congrats on your second book. I didn't know you you had that coming. Yeah, thank um, you so much. So I'm sure I'll talk more about that here in the future on the podcast, but I don't want to plug that too much right now because I don't want to take away any of your time. But yeah, I'm excited about that coming out. So as we get down to the last couple of minutes here, uh, I'd love to kind of take the coaching conversation, the conversation about the book and bring it all back to sort of the overarching topic of motivation. And I'm especially interested to hear what you think as a fellow coach. So what do you see as the intersection between the work you do and motivation? Mm, That's a big question. I could go a lot of different ways. (laughs) I would say, um, hmm. People come to me and they're 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 motivated to a certain goal because they come to a coach for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think that just in that desire, just in that piece, says a lot about you as a person, right? So if you're trying to get yourself to um, be in a better spot or become the person you need to mm-hmm. do the things that you want to do, um, I think people who have that little seed in them and then they take action toward it is is um the connection i see between intrinsic motivation and coaching so people come Mm. to coaching through that lens and even if you're taking like a baby step just a small small step 
in the direction towards it and you keep doing that and you're willing to be uncomfortable i think that type of motivation is where you pair that with coaching and it can be really really powerful Mm -hmm. um and certainly within coaching of course we talk to people about hey you know your motivation towards towards these these goals and let's build some habits which i know your first book is all about and is great about that um but you know that habit building and also questioning your motivation. So, you know, you say you, you say you want that. Do you, do you really want that? You say you want to be a CEO. Do you really want to be a CEO or is that just something that, um, you know, you, people expect of you or society Mm -hmm. says is good. So questioning your motivation and saying, Hey, I'm doing all this work. I'm climbing this ladder. Is my ladder up against the right wall? So are you going after the right things? Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. So what I'm hearing you say is if you have a little bit of motivation, maybe enough motivation to think about doing something, but not to take that first step, coaching could be a great avenue for you, not only to see that motivation flourish and translate into action, but also to challenge that motivation and make sure that it is accurate, make sure you're self-aware enough to know what truly motivates you and what you want your future to look like so that you don't get too far down the road and realize, well, I should have never been on this path to begin with. Yes. I think it's always good to have that intrinsic motivation to get better. So there's that one. And then there is the, um, what are you going after externally type of thing? So, you know, basically what are you putting as the most important thing? A lot of people put career and title and salary, um, image is a big one these days with social media and everything. So uh, my my image and my my TikTok is the most important. But you know, is that really is that really your final motivation? So those mm. can be fine things and fun things and good things. But you know, what's what's most important? I would really um, checking in with yourself about that is is always a good always a good move. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Emily, this has been a great conversation. I'm glad we got to continue um, having some of the discussion that we started over on your podcast. And again, we'll link that in the show notes so people can find that easily. If anybody wants to learn more about your books or your coaching or wants to connect with you, where can people do that? The best place is my website. So that's at www.nextlevel.coach. So nextlevel, all one word, dot coach. And you've got links to my books. I have some free resources there. Um, I have my social media links there. And you can, of course, reach out to me if you or anyone you know is is interested in coaching. But um, my website is is the best place to, is, is the hub for all of that information. Mm-hmm. And we're thankful that the URL was available. Not just yeah. nextlevel.com, but <laughs> nextlevel.coach. That's even better. Yeah, it worked well. I loved it. I was like, oh, I could do the coach. I didn't even know that was a thing, but it, it's very it's very applicable. Yes, absolutely. Emily, thanks again for your time. Thanks for sharing some of your wisdom and insight with us. My pleasure, Brady. Thanks for having me on. Before we wrap up, let me tell you about one more opportunity that will help you unlock your motivation and pursue your most important goals. If you're anything like me, you start the new week with a lot of excitement. You have big plans and you can't wait to see what happens. Once the week gets going though, you may have something unexpected come on your plate or you may simply start to feel overwhelmed by all of the tasks that you have to juggle and it can be difficult to finish the week with the same amount of motivation that you had when you started. If this is a feeling you can relate to, go to my website at bradyross.com and sign up for my midweek momentum newsletter. Each Tuesday, I'll send you a short email with a thought, quote, or reflection, often based on the podcast from the week before. This boost of momentum will help you finish your week with the same amount of drive and determination that you had when you started. 
After you sign up, you'll receive a free instant download of the introduction in chapter one of my book, Seven Steps to Dominate Your Day and Crush Your Goals. You'll learn how to maximize the power and potential of each day by planning in advance what you want to accomplish. This newsletter is completely free. I won't spam you. I won't sell your information. And you can unsubscribe at any time if for whatever reason you don't find the content helpful. I simply want to help you carry your motivation through the end of the week and give you the boost you need to start doing more of the work that matters. And I think that you'll ultimately find both the information in the email and the timing of it very helpful. So if you're interested, you can sign up today at BradyRoss.com. That's B-R-A-D-Y-R-O-S-S.com. And we'll include that link in the show notes as well. Once again, thanks for listening to today's show. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so. And if you're willing to leave us a rating, that would be awesome as well. Any positive feedback helps us grow this community and spread the word to others who may find the content helpful. As we wrap up, remember, you already have all of the motivation that you need, and it's up to you to decide what you'll do with it.